up, we thought food was only something that could be enjoyed. And really, there's nothing wrong with that. But here's the thing. So much of life happens in the kitchen. It's a place to gather, to laugh, to burn your meatloaf while the kids do their homework at the kitchen island. So if life is happening in the kitchen, that's where we want to be. It doesn't have to be so hard. We can be great dads and great cooks. This show is about us trying to figure it all out. I'm Chris. And I'm Phil. Welcome to Dad's Kitchen. Phil, are you ready for fall? Yes, in the worst way. I'm not sure what that means. You know what I was actually thinking of was that apple cider chicken that we made in one of our earlier episodes. Yeah. Do you remember that? Do you remember how good that was? I, I do, and I do. Yes. Yes, Phil. <laughs> Which is funny. That's what I'm thinking of. It's funny that you fall. bring that up. Put, put that thought in the, you know, your back pocket on the back burner for half a second. Like, don't shelve it, just put it on the coffee table? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I guess. I guess that metaphor works. Why do you like fall? I like, I like, I, well, okay, I would say I like the seasons changing, but given my non-seasonal climate that I live in, I, I guess I'm, what I'm trying to say is I like the idea yeah. of seasons changing. You guys have hot and slightly less hot? Yeah, and then like three weeks of hurricanes, and those are actually like the most beautiful weather, like right before and right after it, they're yeah. epic. Mm. And fall means hurricanes, so... Yeah, bring on the fall. Maybe that's what I love about fall is just hurricanes. Okay. That's uh, exciting, I guess. Chris, I have a question. Okay. What's your question, Phil? What do you love about fall? I don't. That's the thing, as I don't like fall. Whatever. I feel like we've had this conversation before, Phil. I don't know. To me, just fall means the summer's done. Follow-up question. Okay. Why are you the way that you are? I mean, is this a nature versus nurture thing? (laughs) I love winter. It's the best. Uh, Then why do you live in South Carolina? (laughs) Okay, fellow. Okay. I'm sorry. You're right. You win. Seasons aside, that apple cider braised chicken was actually really, really good. And I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, it was so yummy. I think there were several things that I really liked about it. A, the fact that it tasted like really, really good. Right? And then Uh then Uh B, it really wasn't that hard. It was a pretty simple dish, right? I feel like it was. I thought it was full of nutrition. Kids loved it. Wife loved it. And it was a single pot dinner. And great for leftovers. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I know you don't know what we're talking about, but the apple cider. Never do. The apple cider braised chicken that I made, Phil, I made it in a Dutch oven. And I know that we've like brought up Dutch ovens often. And we kind of loosely maybe hit a little bit on it in our uh, pots and pans episode. Was that like a comprehensive yeah, pots kind and of, pans thing? We did like a holistic overview of what some of those different types were. And yeah, if we if we had a bullet point list somewhere, then no doubt in my mind, Dutch ovens were on that bullet point. However, Chris, I'm maybe starting to pick up what you're putting down and... Maybe that should be larger than a bullet point. Maybe. Maybe, Phil. And it feels like we might have a few new listeners since that Bots and Pans episode. I thought it could be interesting to talk about this thing that we always talk about, the Dutch oven. The Dutch oven. Yeah, it's it's it, it makes its way into every episode, whether it's intended to or not, because 
Chris, they're the best. If we had ever had like some type of like formal pictures taken, there should always be like a Dutch oven like hanging out in the background. Yeah, like, gosh, what is that? From now on, any pictures on Instagram should have a secret Dutch oven. This is like, like you got to try to find it. Yeah. Like it turns into a little bit of a game. That's actually not the worst idea. <laughs> there's a children's book where there's like a little mouse on every page and you have to find the mouse and it has absolutely nothing to do with the story. And I'm trying to remember what book that is, but yeah. Well, Good Night Moon has a mouse then, in it. But maybe that's what I'm thinking, what of, thinking yeah. of. It's, it's called Giraffes Can't Dance. Oh, okay. Good book. I do not know that one. I'm sorry. So far, sorry, the Phil. two things that make it to every episode, Dutch Ovens, and my affinity for children's books. And I'm not going to apologize for either. Okay. So the Dutch Oven is something that's been around for quite a while, right? Yeah, I think it's not, since... It's not new. Since Holland was settled. So actually, like, yeah, odd, oddly enough, the, yeah, surprisingly, the Dutch Oven comes from the Netherlands, or at least... I was trying to make a really bad joke, but (laughs) sweet, it worked. No, it actually was. Most of my jokes don't land at all, (laughs) so I'm actually, like, feeling relatively good about that one. I thought you were being helpful, but thanks, though. Just, like, providing providing a little fact. So, yeah, the, the, the Dutch oven actually originated, at least in the form that we typically think of it in the Netherlands. And at the time they were they were using different materials. They were they were using kind of more expensive materials, things like copper and brass and materials that were actually very easily cast in sand. And so, you know, the the Dutch oven that we have now, when we think of a Dutch oven, we're thinking of this thing that's it's actually cast in iron. It's cast iron. And oftentimes it's a nail mold. It's like a pot that has a, a well-fitting heavy lid on it that is also uh, cast iron, usually enameled. And, you know, that, that first Dutch oven from the Netherlands, which they didn't call a Dutch oven. They probably just called yeah, it. Yeah, they like just a, called the oven? A pot, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that would make more sense. <laughs> there, there's a little bit of a difference. So, so there's actually this English craftsman named Abraham Darby that, that saw these Dutch ovens and, and the typical English pot or cookware piece was made of cast iron. One element of the Dutch oven was this this casting in sand, and it gave it a really nice fine finish where cast iron is a bit rougher. And so the, the, the typical, you know, rough cast iron English cookware piece was actually cast with clay. So it took a while to figure out how to actually cast iron in sand to achieve that same level of, of smooth finish that the, the Dutch, these Dutch cookware pots pieces had. And this guy, Abraham Darby, was really one of the first people to actually do that. Him being able to present that to the English cookery scene really allowed for the the widespread adoption of this piece of cookware that we now know as the Dutch oven. And later, you know, it became enameled and is honestly, I think, an even better piece of cookware now that it's enameled. Yeah, fascinating. So Phil, this piece of cookware has... I feel like it's become fairly ubiquitous, but not overly so. Honestly, I had never really used it until, you know, like the last 10 years or so. I like, when did you first encounter a Dutch oven? My brother-in-law is probably Julia Child's biggest fan. And he has always cooked with a Dutch Dutch oven as long as I've known him, which is quite some time. I never really knew what made it a Dutch oven. And... I, I can think of one time he I was over at his house and he's like, Hey, can you can you grab that Dutch oven out of the out of the cabinet? And I think I just grabbed a pot. <laughs> like a like a like I might have, may have actually grabbed the crock pot. 
And that's when I decided I should start trying in life. (laughs) Fast forward a few years, we start this podcast. I want to take cooking seriously. And we bought a Dutch oven for Christmas last year, and it was way long overdue. And it, it got me thinking like, man... I'm like 10 or 12 years into marriage. Why did we wait this long? Because everything changed. I mean, the way stuff is cooked and prepared and the ease of it all. It just like like life made sense <laughs> when life in the kitchen at least made sense when we got the Dutch oven. I love it. It's by far my favorite piece of cookware. And I suppose I have you to thank for that. Well, I guess you're welcome, I guess. But honestly, that's the thing that I love about the Dutch oven the most is it really does simplify a lot of cooking for me personally, Um, because it's something that you can make a lot of these one pot type meals in, especially if you think in terms of cooking in stages. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Like the ability to to not have more than one piece. I mean, obviously there's things that there's there's instances and times that call for more than one piece of cookware, but like the thing that comes to mind is this little dish that we've talked about a number of times, and I always butcher the pronunciation, but I'm a big fan of a little thing called coca va, and it's basically chicken that's been braised in wine. And I made this for the first time two or three years before getting the Dutch oven, and there's like one really important step with making coca va, and that is searing the chicken and then using that same pot to cook in the oven, which requires a really unique pot. You can't just like throw some stainless. I mean, if you have some good stainless, you probably can, but to be able to cover it, there's some challenges with that. And a thing like a Dutch oven kind of cures that for you. Yeah. Right. Because then you can, you can saute your, you know, your onions or your mirepoix, whatever you're doing, you can deglaze it with the wine, you can sear your chicken, and then you can just throw all of that directly into the oven and you're going to have a really, really good dish. And it's not that complicated. Yeah, absolutely. And and really, that's the same process that the apple cider braised chicken used. It's been really this braising. You take yeah. that chicken, you more or less sear it. Like, so you're, you're hitting it with a, a little bit of a, of a higher temp, not totally cooking it all the way through, but getting some nice browning. And then you're adding a liquid to it, putting a lid on top of it so it stays, you know, relatively steamy inside and then you're throwing that inside of the oven and the dutch oven is absolutely fantastic for that you know coca or beef bourguignon both of those use that same type of technique honestly actually we were we were just up in the mountains a few weekends ago we were up there with my parents and molly and i we were gonna go out one of the nights but then we were walking through a farmer's market and honestly i had not made this since our episode but We saw some great eggplant, some great tomatoes and some squash. And I just decided to, you know, grab all of that and make a ratatouille. And again, I didn't actually have our Dutch oven up there. And so I found myself really, really missing it because, you know, when we had done it before, I had actually cooked the eggplant in the oven, in, in the Dutch oven pulled it out and then made everything on top of the stove. So that that versatility of being able to go from from the oven to the stove, you got to watch out because you know things that come out of the oven are hot and you might burn yourself. I found that out. But that versatility is really really great. Yeah, because you almost need a baking dish if you're then going to bake whatever your dish is. Yeah. And that's just like one more step. And it's one more thing to clean and It is. And honestly not everybody even has a baking dish. And usually those are pretty shallow. So you can get splatter. Sometimes it might not be deep enough to really hold the the dish that you're making. But I, I think a, a Dutch oven is is super versatile in that way. I think a, a lot of like like we've said like a lot of 
kind of one pot type cooking. We'll do like a fried rice in it where, you know, we can, I can do like chicken and the, the rice and eggs and just kind of like layer it all in at different times, starting out with some vegetables, like sauteing some vegetables and then adding something else in um, as you go. There are also like so many different types of ways that you can cook in a Dutch oven. Like honestly, you can you can make a like a, a stew or a soup in it really easily. Okay, since this this is you know becoming an episode of just listing off the things that we've always talked about, like cooking chicken in it. <laughs> sure, it's, it's so easy just to uh, throw some chicken thighs in there, and I love the higher walls as it kind of maintains some of that that chicken splatter when when you got something. And honestly, I've heard of people deep frying in Dutch ovens. Yeah, we actually did it. We well, sort of. We made bagels in a Dutch oven. Because like one of the one of the perks to a Dutch oven is that the cast iron allows you to maintain a certain temperature. So like, you know, your run of the mill, run of the house, stainless steel stock pot is gonna have a challenge maintaining the same temperature throughout, right? Because steel, stainless steel especially warms and cools and kind of goes through these 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 phases, especially if you don't necessarily have like a central heat source. Or if you don't have an even heat source on your stove. Yeah. Whereas the cast iron... It distributes that heat well. Exactly. Yeah, the Dutch oven distributes that heat well. So we were having a hard time maintaining a water temperature yeah. for our bagels that we were making. And if you've not made bagels before, this is bonkers the way the whole thing works. Like, it's interesting. Like you it's actually weird. boil. It's weird and it's so hard. <laughs> you boil your dough before you bake it and that's what like, gives it its, they, they call it flashing and it's just like, it's what gives it like the chewy, the, 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 the chewy texture. And so. even? Is, that, is that where the skin, skin comes from? Yeah. Basically, yeah. yeah. The skin comes from the boil. And so we tried it in the Dutch oven and it was just like so much easier. So... Yeah, slight pull away there. Oh yeah, no, but I, I think that's that's definitely something that that really heavy material that it's made of does really well. Cast iron distributes and retains heat really well. So again, if you pull it out of the oven, it's going to be hot for a while. I found this out, but actually, also that, that kind of brings up something that you can like another thing that you can do in a Dutch oven is like actually just bake. You can absolutely bake bread relatively well, I think, in a Dutch oven. Yeah, and it actually turns out beautiful. Yeah. Like a loaf of bread in a Dutch oven somehow looks like an item that you would buy at your local, what do they call them? Bakery. Bakery? (laughs) I was thinking of like the, what's like the French term for a a bread baker? A boulangerie, Phil. A boulangerie. boulangerie. There you go. Yes. Your local bakery does have bread usually. Most of the time. Uh, and honestly, you can you can even roast the whole entire chicken in a Dutch oven. If, it, if it's big enough, it's great for roasting. And then if you like to smoke things, shoot, transfer that Dutch oven over to the smoker. I, I, mean, I would imagine you can do it on other types of grills as well, but it's it's great for that. Matter of fact, the, the I'm so sorry, the buttermilk chicken that I feel like we oversell, we tried it on our yeah. on our pellet grill. And like incredible, yeah, so so good. Oh, I we did just the put same it in the thing. Dutch oven. I did the same thing, except I uh, put it in a cast iron pan. Okay, and it worked really, really well. And it worked. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure a Dutch oven would as well. But that, that heat that's retained by the cast iron, also, you know, our uh, grill is pretty good with heat retention. So I don't know. I, I I do think it's a a really a really awesome, super versatile piece. And I know that we've we've talked about a, a bunch, and I wanted to maybe dive a little bit deeper into the Dutch oven, hit a few more of the things that you can do with it. Honestly, I, I just end up using it all the time because it's easy to use. It's easy to clean with that enamel surface. And 
honestly, like, I think it's actually like a cool looking piece because you can, you can say like make a pasta sauce in it. And once your pasta is done cooking, you can throw the pasta in the Dutch oven to, you know, finish it off with the sauce and then just take that straight to the table. Like it ends up being a really great serving piece as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because most of them are relative, like, as you said, relatively beautiful pieces. They are. And as you use them, like they, they get this great patina and I think it's, it fits the piece well. I'm sorry, they get a what now? Yeah, you hear me. Patina? Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know what that means. You know, the Dutch ovens that we're talking about, they don't have to be crazy expensive. I know we've hit this a time or two, I think, but there are a lot of different options out there. You know, like the two high end or bigger or more expensive names in the Dutch oven world would be Staub and Le Creuset. But you don't have to spend, you know, like a couple hundred bucks on a Dutch oven. Honestly, I think like Target has... Uh, Lodge Dutch ovens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Lodge is a great, they make great products. Yeah, for, you know, like 40, 50 bucks or something like that. And that's going to last you a long time still, just because the materials that are use, they're using are pretty robust. You know, a cast iron piece of cookware, especially if taking care of. And and honestly, the enamel on the cast iron reduces a lot of the, the maintenance that you have to put into, say, like, you know, a, a cast iron pan to almost like nothing. You just clean it. But that's going to last you a really long time. So do you put yours in the dishwasher? No, no. We, I, yeah, I, I, I hand wash it all the time. I, I, I have a Le Creuset and in the, in the directions it said that you can, like there's yeah. like a little asterisk that said it's dishwasher safe, but everything that I've read online is like, no, 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 never, never put it in the dishwasher. Always wash it by hand. Yeah. And I'm kind of on the default side. Like my default is to hand wash just about anything that I care about, you know? Like I wouldn't Would you put my kids me, in there. Phil? I love my, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So Phil, <laughs> thanks for bringing up uh, the apple cider braised chicken. I will link that delicious recipe in our show notes and we would love for you to check it out. And then, I don't know, is it is it too corny to say snap a picture of it and then share it with us on our Instagram so that then we can share you on our Instagram? And I think by now everybody knows what our Insta is. It's at dad's kitchen co yeah especially since you know fall is just right around the corner or it's already fall phil happy fall chris yeah i hope you stay standing 